Welcome to this week's episode of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. I hope that everyone is enjoying everything so far. I can't believe it's been over a year. You guys have been religiously following me. And thank you very much for the new followers of this um, podcast. Make sure to subscribe to me on YouTube as well under Crazy Train Podcast. That's crazy with a K. And I'm still trying to get through the season, so I'm still taking my silver collodial spray from Nature's Wings. Mm. I'm still not sick yet. Thank God. So last week's interview was a lot of fun with Sophia Locke. She was an unusual guest because we shared a lot of the same views, especially when it comes to guys. But this week, I wanted to bring on a former beauty queen and someone from across the ocean who likes wrestling and who is a wrestler. Let's welcome Miss Nadia Safaya. Because like... (laughs) Like stupid mark questions are the worst because like everyone's always like asking the same thing over and over. It's like, okay, can I just hit like reset or something or just hit replay? It's like a broken fucking record. Um, Thanks for joining us, by the way. I heard that you were a former beauty queen, which I could totally see. So you have to tell me about that because that's so cool to me. I love that. Honestly, I look like shit today. I got off a flight like in the middle of the night and my hair is just fucked from the sun. I haven't even washed it yet. So I look awful. So don't judge me on this. But yeah, when I was like 17, I started doing beauty pageants. Um, I'm 31 now. So I was um, runner up Miss Swindon. Then I think the year after that, I was in Miss Universe Great Britain. I was like a finalist there. Um, so I did like a beauty pageants about three years and then stopped. It was just something, something fun at the time. So yeah, I was, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's so much fun. I wanted to be a page three girl, like all my life. I still like, I might be too old to be a page three girl now, but I seriously, that's the only thing left is a page three girl. Were you ever on page three? Cause I think that's a big deal. Oh my God. I was literally, funnily enough, I was actually looking at it the other day and like I messaged a guy who I know works for one of like the papers and I was like, how do I get on page three? Like I would love to do it, um, but he doesn't work in that department. So, but yeah, I'd love to do it. Like how old have you got to be? Because I'm 31. You're like a similar age to me, right? Like You're you so sweet. Oh my God. I never really partied at all. Um yeah, it's all about like skin rejuvenation. So I've been doing those PRP facials with the vampire with the blood since I was oh my like 28 or 29. I've been doing them for years, like long before whatever that girl's name is made them popular. Um, what the Kardashians? I, I say she looks like inside of a used condom. That's what I call her. Um, and that's just being really nice. So yeah, so I've been doing them for ages and no, no, no. I'm like way past like 46. No, you are. How old are you? <laughs> You've got to tell us now. I love you. Oh, I'm 50. Fuck off. No, I am. No. I, don't have kids. I don't have kids and I'm not married, which is probably has everything to do with it. You are um, not 50. Oh yeah. my God. No, I use like wow. um, skin. I use like serum, like human growth factor serum. Um, because we're humans, not plants. Uh, you know, I just like I go to the gym, I drink my water, like I just do my shit. I think it's also my mom. My mom looks like she's my mom gets like 40 and 50, like 50 year old guys hitting on her, and I usually have to like beat them off, like get the fuck away from her. Like, do not talk to my mom. I <laughs> will too kill old. you. Well, my cousin got married in London and the DJ was hitting on her and I took like my champagne 
And I just like threw it at him. I was drunk at that point. But I don't think they wanted, they kicked me out of the, my uh, my cousin's wedding for that. I don't think I did anything wrong. <laughs> oh my God, honestly, you know what? You've literally just blown my mind. Like <laughs> you have literally just inspired me because every year I'm like, oh my God, I'm a year older, I'm a year older. And oh my God, if I could look as good as you when I'm 50, I could still be smashing the only fans, still be doing everything and still making a ton of money. Like everyone says to me like, oh, isn't it time to have kids yet? And I'm like... I don't want to have kids yet. I don't want to retire. I don't want to, like, you know, like, I, I love I love traveling. People are like, you're going to be lonely when you're older. I'm thinking, will I, though? Like, because, like, you can have friends. Like, you don't need children. No, and plus I have, like, a stuffed toy cat. And I have aspirations of being on page three. Um, then <laughs> I have a real cat. And, like, I, I like I've traveled alone. So I, I, I have motorcycles as well. So I got riding. You know, whoever tells you shit, like, about getting older, they're like so full of it plus you're wrestling like wrestling we're we're all sick in the head you know that like we're all sick we're in the head. normal no to us we're normal right but every like we're sick in the head in a way because we're going back i'm back doing stuff you're doing stuff you're going to keep doing stuff you know who puts their body in pain on purpose uh we do exactly like literally <laughs> No, but I appreciate the compliment. Hopefully, like all the skincare I'm using, um, hopefully I'm able to uh, to collaborate with someone in the UK because I'm trying to come out with like my own skincare line. I can't stand when celebrities do that shit, you know, all these celebrity endorsements. Like Naomi Watts came out with like hormone stuff. I'm like, who the fuck are you? I said, it's not one size fits all, bitch. Like seriously, I could probably use a shit ton more testosterone, but if I do that, maybe yeah. I'll go crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is there, oh my god you have to send me your routine later like literally after this you have to like send me what you're using and everything what's your ethnic background because you have the perfect hair so I'm half Arab so um my dad is full Libyan my mum's full Welsh so okay. yeah <laughs> yeah my hair's like wild like honestly it just goes crazy it is so so wild like yeah it needs a brush I love it. I don't wash my hair for like four or five days. So don't worry. You're in good. You're, I got to wash my hair like sometime this week. I don't know when I'll do it though. Um, <laughs> I just don't. But you, so with the pageants, I've got to ask you. So it's so different in the States doing pageants. And what's it like in Europe doing pageants? Is it the same thing like with the stage moms and everything? No. Like really? literally, I feel like if I watch like a USA film or like anything to do with pageants, it's like way more cheesy like in the UK it's just like way more chilled I think as well pageants in the UK are like a massive way for the pageants to make money like that's like what I sort of realized when I was doing it like in order to be in the pageant like you'd have to get like a business to sponsor you and like a business would have to pay the pageants so it could be on its logo and all that type of stuff and you buy like your own dress and everything and like you're doing it because like you do get good exposure like I got like in like you know a few like magazines and stuff and did a few background modeling and stuff like that so like, you do get good exposure from it but I think ultimately like you're trying to win because you want that modeling contract don't you um yeah but um yeah I, I don't feel like it's like that like I don't know a lot about American pageants but it's definitely not cheesy you don't have like your mum there like Woo, like literally do this do that you don't 
you don't have any of that it's just quite chilled and all the girls are just chilled and lovely it's just yeah just chilled and these are actual girls that are competing I just want to make sure yeah yeah like girls who are in the pad it's like everyone's just lush like lovely to each other wow it's like so bitchy here and yeah like these guys like you always have like the fat freaking slob at home in his mom's basement like watching the girls her nose is too big oh her ass is too small I know it's like dude you're 800 pounds in your mother's basement jacking off who's you haven't I'm still a virgin (laughs) the 40 year old virgin (laughs) literally probably like a 60 70 year old virgin you know, but they exist. And it's kind of like this in, in wrestling, for example. How did, what even made you decide to get into wrestling of all? Like, that's a huge switch. So I started watching it when I was like eight or nine and I fell in love with it. So at 14, I found a training school. At 16, I made my debut and that was it. Um, I got like injured when I was 18, like a trauma ACL, lateral meniscus, medial meniscus. So I did take four years out in between um and then I came back at about 22 years old so about nine years ago I came back but I love it like I can't imagine my life without it and I don't even know why I love it like I just I just love it like I enjoy doing it when I'm wrestling I just get this feel good feeling and buzzing it's just such a nice feeling it is isn't it and I didn't know you were that young so you're younger than Teddy well I was watching the Teddy Hart documentary. I've had like a couple of encounters with him. He actually made an outfit yeah. for me once. It's it's pretty cool. Um, oh my God. Yeah, I forgot. I'm like, wait a second. That voice, that ego. Oh shit. Yeah, he called me to work for me years ago. Duh. <laughs> uh, where do you train in England? And I love wrestling shows in England, by the way. But where was your school? And were the mats super stiff? So I trained in Wales first. That's why I live. So Wales is next to England. Um, it's classes a different country. So I started training there. My first ever training session was we didn't even have a ring. It was on mats. And I remember like when like we, I finally like like I think like after a few training sessions they set up a ring and I was like oh my god a ring and we did like a rumble and I was just there doing bulldogs left right and center like I hadn't even been taught it I was just doing it because I seen Trish do it and um yeah so I was there for about a year year and a half like training in a few different places in Wales and then I found a really good training school in a place called Swindon, which was in England, about an hour and a half, two hours from London. And I started training there full time. And when I was 16, I left home and moved to Swindon and trained full time to be a wrestler. Like we'd have training sessions like four or five times a week. And it was fun. I lived in a shared house. And yeah, I grew up very quick. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were a little bit older when you did it, but I'm looking at some of the photos. I'm like, wait a second, was this girl like underage or something? Because it's it's kind of perverse. But you got, I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, there are a lot of girls that have bad experiences in the states with that. Because then again, America has a lot of nasty piggish men, not guys who listen to this, obviously, but there are a lot of pigs in the business. Um, Yeah. yeah. I found that out from a young age like when I was 14 and I first started training we had this forum and literally about like 15 different men add me on this forum messaging me and then like you know I had men who were in their 20s who I'd got with when I was 15 and at the time 
when you're insecure and like, you know, you're a little bit overweight, you feel like, oh, these people are like, they really, they really like you when they make you feel special, make you feel beautiful, especially like when boys in school are not giving you attention and they're giving other girls attention. And only when you're older, you realize, oh shit, like, you know, that's grooming, that's wrong. Like speaking of models, I had one guy who's a referee and when I was 15 years old, he basically said to me, because like, I used to look up like to Trish and Lita and like, you know, all the magazines, like the war magazines and stuff, and used to want to do what they wanted to do. And he would always like, he'd always say, oh yeah, I know people who work for FHM and Nets magazines, they're like lads mags. And he was like, if you let me take some pictures of you, I can send them to the people. Obviously I didn't know you had to be 18 or anything. So when I was 15, he had me in a hotel taking pictures of me to send to these magazines which never happened and there's me thinking I'm gonna be rich and WWE are gonna see me and all this type of stuff you know um yeah oh god men it like they are oh, men in wrestling like you know like there's a lot of amazing men in wrestling but about 10% of them are fucking pigs disgusting in they yeah. and I always say this even like when I came back like when I came back after injury at 22, I always used to say to my friends, oh, they don't want me now. I said, I'm too old. And I'd make a joke out of it before the speaking out movement even happened. I'd be like, oh, I'm too old. I'd say, I used to be like, they want the young girls because they can manipulate the young girls. The young girls are naive. Like, you know, they, they can make the young girls do what they want. When you're in your 20s and you're getting older, you've got a mind of your own. You say no, like, you know, you're a bit more stricter. But yeah, I always used to say that. Um, it's crazy like they they, they do it's, it's awful it's disgusting but they do well if it makes you feel any better I tell like when guys hit on me that are like 29 or 30 I say you're too fucking old ill so if it <laughs> makes you feel any better I always I always tell people that um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I've seen older wrestlers I feel as though now working where I am I would think they use older girls for things like in penthouse magazine whenever they had promotions, they'd always send the older penthouse pets out to do signings yeah. because we're more responsible or you want to think we are. So I would think they'd want more responsible girls like in their twenties or early thirties or something, but you could really do this at any age, to be quite frank with you. Some of the guys that work with me, like, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but we just, you know, we don't really know any different. Now, have you wrestled a dark match for WWE? Have you contacted them in any way, shape or form? No, so I had tryouts for WWE back when oh, it was 2016. Um, so we had tryouts before Raw and before SmackDown. This was before WWE UK happened. So I had tryouts then. It was actually a really good experience. Um, I stayed in touch with Regal for like the year after, and then nothing ever happened then. And that was it. And then um, as I got older, I sort of accepted I wouldn't go to WWE. I found OnlyFans three years ago and I love my OnlyFans. I ain't willing to get rid of that, you know? So yeah, life's changed. But you know, you can't always think, well, I had Viva Van on the show once before and she's in PW, PCW Ultra. Yes, yes, I've seen her yeah, last year. Very pretty. And she's really talented and skilled as well. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it could be any age, but she said something sort of important, you know, she's just going with it and enjoying the journey and, you mm -hmm. know, whatever it is, that's supposed to come your way. Trust me, it'll come yeah. to you. And I, this is coming yeah. from someone who just like, I just go to, like, I'll get up and it's a crazy train that wakes up and just goes. And I don't know where it's going to end up. It just ends up somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, just enjoy. It. 
why. Exactly. And plus, maybe, you know, it's maybe there'll be something else that's um, different than WWE in a way. Like, exactly. I, and Steve Regal's a sweetheart. Did you watch him growing? Like, who did you watch growing up in wrestling? Uh, favorites besides Trish. Trish Lee, uh, the Hardy Boys, Kurt Angle, The Rock, Stone Cold, Chris Jericho. It was 2001 when I started watching it. So it was like the Alliance versus the WWF. Um, so that's a storyline that made me fall in love with wrestling. What do you think of women's deathmatch wrestling? I've not seen any women's deathmatch wrestling. Are like, you serious? I, no, like we, we like I think like a few girls have started doing like um matches over here, like where like they put um what are them toys the Lego, Lego, where like they land on Lego and stuff and like one or two of the girls have started doing like a few matches like that but nothing like crazy like where like they're cutting themselves and stuff I did work for a promotion San Diego when I was here last and I think that was a deathmatch place like well not deathmatch place but you know what I mean like a bit like that type of thing and then I remember coming across XPW's Twitter that's where I work yeah (laughs) Yeah. So do you do death matches? I don't do death matches. Um, I could wrestle though, but because of my size, I'm a manager. And also because yeah. just of like acting and like everything else, it's kind of, ugh, I don't think I'd heal pretty well from that, but I'm around the ring yeah. for enough of the blood. I've had like yeah. shards of light tube in my arm and in my hair. I got one in my eye. Oh. I'm around it all the time. Those girls are insane. I mean, they're a special kind of character. Um, And I like being a manager. I don't mind taking big bumps. I don't mind like beating someone up with a kendo stick or anything like that (laughs) or using weapons. But the girls are doing it. And it's really, I mean, they're putting it all out there on the line. It's different. What did you think when you saw that in XPW? What were your thoughts on that? you know what like when I seen it I was like oh my god like I was like I've never done anything like that before I was like could I even do it like one if like I'm like that type of person now like because I've had so many injuries I think I think things through now so I'm like right like you know if I do this am I gonna re-injure myself am I gonna do this am I gonna do that but then I guess with a lot of deathmatch wrestlers they sort of like know how to do it so they're not getting injured so like I guess it's like learning like a totally different different thing isn't it it is like, like, I, huh? I'd sorry, be what? open yes um, I'd be open to doing like certain matches then like I probably wouldn't be as daring as a lot of the other girls I'd be I like I'm that type of girl that like I like um I love doing custom wrestling and stuff like that and like in our custom wrestling we do brown panty matches and stuff like that like I'm like more of a girl who loves like the attitude era style things so I'm like oh if an over 18 show ever wants to book me for that type of thing I'll be all over that you know just doing like stink faces and that type of comedy style matches and just having a laugh and maybe taking like one or two like you know horrible moves but like yeah but I don't like I don't like other people's bloods. I'm like I really don't like bloods. I'm really squeamish with bloods. Yeah, I like, am. Oh. Too. It's like freaky sometimes. I couldn't have someone else's blood on me. I'd literally like I'd die. <laughs> I'd be like, no, get it off me. I'd literally panic and like run away out of the ring. Like get this off me. 
I had happened when we had our show in New Jersey. I don't know. There are like three people's blood in the ring. And then when he grabbed my face, one of the wrestlers, I didn't know whose yeah. blood was on me. I'm like, okay, just go wash oh my, my face. Don't be done. <laughs> but not, not all the matches are, are like death matches. Um, yeah. Not all of them are. And, I, you know, we don't have a lot of managers because we just like, yeah, he just restarted the company last year, like a year ago. Yeah. So it's different in that respect but we're doing a lot more different things, but you know, we don't have a lot of girls working there as managers. So you never know. And I, I like it. because it's just, Yeah, no, I like being a manager because we have the old school aspect of it. Plus he put us yeah. in this really controversial storyline with the mega MAGA faction. So yeah. I'm coming out to the ring and this woman has her like eyes over her hands over her kid's eyes when she sees the flags and stuff. And my Trump yeah. 2024 bikini top. She's like in disgust. It was so funny, but then there's so many people that like it. And I think it's fun. I, I just, cause you don't know where someone stands with anything. You don't like, is it really a storyline or are they really mega maga? Like you just don't know these things. But yeah. And that's important. Now getting back to your injury, you had a torn ACL and meniscus. What's been repaired? Did you get your meniscus sewn? Did they remove it? So for my ACL, they took my hamstring tendon and they fixed it with that for my medial and lateral menisci I'm not quite sure I think they just went in and scraped away what they needed to do I'm not sure I just know I got like a big scar on my knee like a, from the ACL's keyhole and I think from the thing then from like the meniscus tears like just a long ass scar on my knee you see I had so, yeah. a meniscus issue too but it wasn't for oh I don't know it just, yeah it was from tennis probably um yeah then I was in an improv class and it's like something just hurt because you're just like running around in physical comedy, but it was worn down from tennis and everything else these years. So um, they did the surgery, but then I have problems again now. So I don't think he really, well, yeah, maybe because of the pandemic, because I don't think I was really, uh, I was exercising, but yeah. not warmed up as much. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm no, sure I get your OnlyFans made shit tons of money during the pandemic. Oh my God, it was the best time. And I wasn't spending any of it either. I was literally sitting, I was on OnlyFans like 12 hours a day during the pandemic, just messaging people back and forth, doing lots of photo sets, selling photo sets. It was literally like a full-time job. Like I built that right up during the pandemic. It was so good. Now I've got like half the amount of subscribers, but it was amazing. Like it was like a good year or so of just making money and saving it and not spending it yeah that's a really good deal so what's I don't want to know the exact content you don't have to tell me what's like <laughs> tell us what's on like is your only fan spicy or what kind of stuff is on there yeah so basically um as like because I've had it for three years you get a bit more confident doing more things you know like you start off like being just like you know more fully covered then like you like start off doing more things so now I do a lot of implied nudes and I do it because I love my body and I love my curves and the older I've got the more the more I just think you fall in love with yourself as you get older like you learn a lot more about yourself and you know and it's things like when I'm walking and stuff now I'm like oh I'm thankful I can walk I'm thankful I can do all these things which makes me love my body more so I do a lot of implied nudes like a lot of naked bum a lot of like hands over breasts and stuff like that um then I do like lots of stripped 
NFTs style content. Um, I do a lot of custom wrestling content on there, lots of stink faces. I'm very fetish friendly as well. So I do a lot of custom content. So I've had people who want sploshing stuff or feet stuff or like POVs and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it. I even get like, um, yeah, just loads. Like I had someone like, um, I made a birthday cake for someone in my in big granny panties and I had to put all the ingredients in there and make a birthday cake. Did you send it to someone? Yeah, yeah, they paid me like 500 quid to do that for them. It's like a 10 minute video. Just like literally, it's like it was like these massive granny panties in the back, and I was literally there, like putting flour down there and eggs and stuff. And then, literally at the end, then I took them off, and then I just hosed myself down in the garden, hosed the garden down, and it was all done. Wait, you hosed yourself down in the garden? Do your neighbors see this? I don't care. I don't think they do. I love it. I, that that just that's like excellent. I've got I've got fences, so you know <laughs> they must think what the fuck's wrong with this person. I don't know how you girls have the patience. I I, I just told uh, Sophia Locke, who was on my podcast this week, I was hustlers like guinea pig for a webcam years ago. Yeah. I lasted less than like five minutes because I was cursing people off. I didn't want to do things. I told some guy to go fuck off. I said, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do this. And they just thought it wasn't a good idea. So they just like shut the whole thing down with me. They're like, just go home or something like yeah fine I'm not gonna fucking do this I don't have the patience for this because I'm always outside I'm always doing things I'm like a super active person so I feel like webcam's a different story like I did do webcam years and years ago and that was so boring because like with webcam you're trying to keep someone online as long as possible because they're paying you per minute but with OnlyFans I'm sort of like like sometimes I'll have someone who subscribes to my only fans and they'll just send me a boost they'll be like i expected to see fully nude or i expected to see sex and stuff like that why the fuck is that on it i'm like mate you just pay 15 dollars like you you haven't like 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 what do you think you're gonna see for 15 dollars like i'm like think of it as a strip club like you always pay an entry fee to get into a strip club and then literally you pay more to see more like that's how it works and that's how i think of my only fans it's literally like a strip club well, there's also another thing. See, you're much nicer than I am. If someone said that to me, I'll say nudes of what? Your fucking mother? Or like, <laughs> a bit like sex with what? With your with your farm animal? With you and your farm animal? Them, no, no. <laughs> some of them think that they're entitled. It's like they think because they paid that $15, they deserve the world and they're entitled. But majority of people on my OnlyFans are so lovely. And I've built up so many lovely relationships. Like a lot of them, you just chat, general, general stuff, you know? Like it's not even not even like sexual stuff like you just chatting just general chit chat hey how are you oh I've been on holiday oh what do you do for work oh how was your job and there's like a lot of men I'm only fans as well who've got mental health and stuff and they just want someone to talk to um so yeah because like I was actually texting this boy the other day and he was a bit like he's like well why don't you send me some pictures and I said why do I have to and he said oh because you've got only fans and I was thinking, you're so entitled. I said to him, I said, oh, well, they keep a roof over my head. And he wasn't happy when I said that. But I'm thinking, like, you know, like, like I know people call OnlyFans subscribers simps and stuff like that, but I don't think of them as that. I think these guys who subscribe to my OnlyFans, they pay a monthly subscription. They buy stuff off me. Like, you know, they respect me. They're lovely to me. Like, you know, they keep a roof over my head. Like, I've got the life which I love because of them like I'm never gonna slag off like the people who are subscribed if like you know 
there's a certain thing I'm not comfortable doing, I'll just be like, oh, okay, well, no, I won't do that request. And then it's up to them whether they want to keep subscribing or not. That's so great. Like you treat it like a business. I noticed one thing during the pandemic is there were a lot of tourists, you know, just kind of sticking, like kind of poking their nose around, maybe wanting to do, maybe not. And maybe they, they put their feet in it or like those fingers or whatever little nose into it. Then it just like pop back out because it's not for them. Yeah. Do people yeah, ever recognize you from OnlyFans? Like I, it's the other side of the screen. Like I would be freaked out because you don't know who's on the other side. So People like with OnlyFans, I obviously promote my OnlyFans. The people who are on my OnlyFans, people who follow me on social media. So obviously, I don't know who they are. Um, it's crazy, actually. My old housemates, um, we actually thought at one point her boyfriend had joined my OnlyFans, and that freaked me out because I was thinking he comes to my house and sees me in my, my pajamas and this and that. We don't know whether he did or didn't. Like, we never worked it out, but it was just like a few things where we thought that he had um but yeah like if it was like say someone personal then it freaked me out but if it's just someone who's on my social media or something like that then that doesn't really bother me you know because like obviously you don't want to like bump in someone in real in real life yeah well try doing signings and so forth it's like meeting the other side of ebay and some of these oh. people they're, they're nice very nice normal people a lot of them so I'm looking yeah. on my Shopify orders the other day and I see this name. I'm looking at the, it was actually a British address. I'm like, wait a second. My aunt ordered something from there. She ordered yeah. one of my canvases in the bubble bath. It's it's a nice photo though. But then again, she's buying wrestling magazines of me in the UK. I'm like, oh, that's really sweet of her. Oh, bless her. That's lush. It is. But she doesn't have to go on my Shopify store and see like everything else. Where do people buy she your merch? in your business. So mine is madnessbackfire.bigcartel.com. You know what? I do need to update my store though. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, like I've got Mitch on there, but I need to get some new prints and stuff put on there and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm quite shit with Mitch at the moment, to be honest. I need to be, I need to be more honest. Oh my God. I tried to set up my own Shopify store. Like I'm, I'm choosing the template. It looks like a total hurricane just hit it like shit's all over the place but I appreciate guys like going on they're like okay well, well wait Jasmine what's new okay well so I'm learning so maybe like by the end of this week I'll have the store like more together <laughs> like I pretend to be do you think that having OnlyFans affects your ability with uh not to wrestle but just getting bookings and so forth um it has been like I know like you know a few promoters who've been completely honest and said that you know they won't book me because OnlyFans I'm like yeah that's totally that's totally fair like I totally understand because I think for them they don't want the backlash because if like there's kids watching the shows they don't want the backlash from if they google me but then you don't see anything like if you google me on the internet you don't see anything she can't leak OnlyFans stuff and if anything ever does get leaked it gets taken down straight away type of thing it's like you can't see it anyway but then I get the position they're in so I just sort of like okay like that's totally fine like I'm, I respect that you know you, you've got a business to run you know like I wouldn't want to jeopardize anyone's business so yeah you're so sweet you could just give them my name and you know it's just <laughs> I was doing shows there I worked for Alex Shane in England yeah and then I worked yeah. other places. I was working in Hawaii. I mean, I was on a show. I was working for NWATNA. So if they really give you that whole thing, 
seriously like that's so that's just ridiculous it's their loss at the end of the day it is their loss and I mean that so no it's true no this is me on this is me on a normal day I'm not (laughs) always that nice I just exploded at someone at the gym but kind of um you know it's this thing like where you leave your keys at the front of the gym and they give you a lock And then they give you back someone else's key. So what if I just walked out of there? I have someone's like car. I have someone's apartment keys and everything. They got yours as well. Like if it was the other way around. Well, I stopped her. I stopped her. First when I go, oh, you know, your payment, you got to update your payment. I'm like, no, I don't. You already, I said, it's, it went through my bank. Well, you got to update it. I said, no, here's a screenshot. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this little, <laughs> this little twat face has like her pen going. I'm like, you stupid twat. So I just like went about my workout. <laughs> oh my God, you're too funny. Well, I still have my Fitness First membership. Is that in Wales as well? You're freezing. Hello. Let's see. So she is frozen temporarily. Let's see. Oh, there you are. Sorry. You're not frozen it's now. Just- it just froze and turning my Wi-Fi on a second. See if that. It's okay. Like, yeah. Ooh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no. So do you have Fitness First in Wales? No. Um, Fitness First um got closed down over here, like in the UK. So they don't like. I don't think there's many of them. Like I, I never see them. It's so, like yeah. I remember like three different health clubs in the UK um when I come over to the states I think before I signed up to 24 fitness I think that's when I was using because I was traveling around so much I was just using different different like 24s and I think I think I used planet fitness as well when I was in the US oh that's the best yeah my well they haven't taken money out of my fitness first membership in a while so maybe it's like gone but I'm gonna I'll, I'll double check now I now I have to like look into this and make sure so how often do you come to the States? And is this what you do full-time? I know that OnlyFans is a full-time thing, but is it just that and wrestling and aspirations of getting on page three? <laughs> so um, for me, so I do OnlyFans. That's like my main income. Then I own a custom wrestling company in the UK. So do a lot of customs. I own a wrestling promotion in the UK and then I wrestle myself. So yeah, I live off whoever Nadia Sapphire is because all the people on my only fans are wrestling fans so yeah I just live off the person I've created I guess so what's your promotion uh in the UK what's the name of it uh it's called wrestling society we launched at the start of the year so January 2022 and we've done about nine or ten shows this year I think it's nine so it's gone really well so far um so yeah just seeing how it goes well you know I ran a promotion before 3PW wrestling that was my promotion and it was such a pain in the ass dealing with like half naked men with egos so what do you think are some of the challenges of being a female promoter so from what I know in the UK there's not like like you know like there's females who run wrestling shows with their partners but not on their own, like where like they they finance the show, they sort out the show, like you know, like they are the boss. So I think I'm the first person to do that in the UK, which is pretty pretty cool. But honestly, the boys um who I book are so lovely. Like 
for me, it was always creating a locker room where we have nice people, where you don't have egos and people are for the show, not for their match. You know, like they know their place on the card. They know what style, style match they're going to do. They're not stealing people's finishers and all that type of stuff. Um, so we've got like a really good thing going and we've had so many compliments. People saying, oh my God, like this backstage atmosphere is really nice and stuff like that. So I'm trying to keep it like that. If we have any dickheads, they won't get booked again. Um, I've got like a friend called RJ Singh, like um, in the UK. I don't know if you would have met him back in the FWA days. Um, Who? RJ Singh. RJ Singh. He's been going for like 25 years. I know of um, him, yeah. I heard the Yeah, name. but he, he now books my card for me. So he books my shows. So it just makes life that a little bit more easier. And he's got so much knowledge. Like he's so good and everyone respects him. So it just makes life easier for me anyway. But honestly, like I've got like a really good team of like eight to 10 lads who are just so lovely to me, so respectful and just, want to help if I ask them to do something they'll do it and yeah it's just like really nice so yeah we haven't had any challenges with any dickheads in the locker room yet it's all been really nice but I think it's because because I've been on the UK scene so long I know who the dickheads are so I wouldn't even bring them in to begin with you know it's a learning process what was your sign again sign when were you born what what uh, oh oh, I'm a Leo Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's really great. Cause I remember doing this whole thing of having a promotion and my problem wasn't so it's always like the opposite promotion. And at the time ROH was coming up. So yeah. there'd be some problems here and there with them. And I remember the one night we had X-Pac against Sabu and that was our main event and we sold out the arena, but I think the biggest problem I had, because Todd Gordon was booking for me, he was in ECW, but the biggest problem I had was everyone thought it was the Bloomies promotion. I'm like, he can't even fucking like, <laughs> no. You're the brains behind it. Yeah, hello. Uh, not to be like a jerk off. You don't know, fuck it. Just, and to be a jerk off and to be, to be truthful, the guy was great on the computer. Yeah. But you give him a freaking pen to go sign stuff and write script or whatever, it's not happening that well. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't him; it was me. But at least that's everyone knows it's you. What? <laughs> that's amazing that you ran a promotion. And how long are you doing that for? I did that for let's see, three PW was when like two years, and we had DVDs. We were on Sky TV. Was it? Oh my god! That's yes, I, I forgot how my contact was there, but. It was amazing. And like one of my dreams is to go back to the UK and act again and do everything because it's it's a beautiful place. Wales, UK, Scotland, Ireland. Maybe I'll see a leprechaun. <laughs> Maybe I meet the Loch Ness Monster. Um, <laughs> hey, he is real. I think, do you think the Loch Ness Monster is real? I've not really looked into it, so I don't know. Like, it's, that's a Scottish thing, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he's real. It's real. Like I, I, I studied it like two years in a row for school. Um, really? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's real. Like, I want to think so. So, like, one day, maybe from there, I'll see it and I'll be able to, like, pet his head and say, hi, Lucky. Oh, Nessie. If you Nessie. Win, I'll come with you. We'll go find Yeah, we'll go. Together. We'll vlog it. Yeah, I'm like, look at us. We're with the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland. <laughs> uh, so when are you coming back to the States and who do you work for in the States mostly? 
so I'm due to come back to the States end of January, um, mid-February. Um, I've got a few bits coming up in Vegas for Versus Pro. Um, I'll have a few bits coming up for New Tradition, Lucha Libra as well. Um, Lucha Pro, I'll have some stuff coming up for. So yeah, I haven't set a lot of stuff in stone yet. So I need to just like, yeah, I think I'm just trying to get Christmas out the way first. Um, but yeah, I, I love it there because the weather's so nice. Like the weather's just amazing. And I love just driving. Like I always get like a Mustang and I rent a Mustang and I literally have my roof down and I'm just there chilling, music on, loving life, driving to beaches. It's just amazing. Like I've always wanted to travel and I'm so happy now that like you know my only fans spends that so I travel a lot whether even in Europe I travel a lot and then I just when I'm in the US I'm like okay if I can pick up a few bookings I'll pick up a few bookings if I don't I don't because I'm just happy traveling and just being in the sun and just seeing things being, being in my own company I love it that's awesome you're your own boss babe CEO <laughs> yeah. like for real <laughs> So many people like want that and they just don't get the whole thing. Do you think you, do you have a huge fan base in the States as well? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think a lot of my social media is mainly people from the States who follow me. Um, yeah. Like even like with YouTube, it's mainly people from the States and I don't know why maybe it's just because there's more wrestling fans in the States. Cause even like my TikTok, I was looking at on my thing the other day and majority of people who follow me are from the States. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's no, that's good. Maybe I'll meet you at like WrestleCon or something like that. Because you do a lot of the conventions, the signings. No, no, I've never done one. Cool. See, that's so much fun. It's it's like a whole other thing. I love I love doing signings because I get to meet fans, but I also yeah. get to see my friends that I haven't seen in a long time yeah. and get photos and have like that whole nice memory. It's like it's really oh, that. special thing. Yeah, that sounds fun. That does. It can be. So why don't you give us your um your social media handles? So my Instagram is just Nadia Sapphire. My Twitter is Nadia underscore Sapphire. I think my TikTok's Nadia underscore Sapphire, I think. Um, and then my OnlyFans is onlyfans.com forward slash Nadia underscore Sapphire. That's a cute name. And yeah, that's it, I think I got. Yeah, uh, and then YouTube. I'm always just like, just search me. And like, there's so many, like, there's so many fake social medias of me, especially on Instagram. And Instagram won't verify me, even though like, you know, like, I've sent them like news articles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And I'm just like, I'm not going to pay for Twitter to verify me either. But you like, this. Like, whoa, whoa, so yeah, that, to verify you can pay. You can pay now for Twitter to verify you. And I'm like, no, I'd rather have it on merit. So I'll wait. But like, there's so many like fake accounts for me. So just say to people, when you look at them, you'll know which one's real because it's got like a lot more followers and stuff like that. If you've only got a hundred followers, then you know it's it's fake. But it's saying TikTok, there's fake, fake accounts for me. Like there's so many fake accounts. So I wish I could get verified just because of that. Because someone messaged me the other day, um, someone was like, like sending their paypal asking for money and just all that type of shit and i'm like that ain't me like it's not me you know so yeah yeah that should get you should get verified i i was knocked off twitter i was knocked off instagram because they thought my account was a fake account i'm like how is this a fake account asshole i oh have like, God. Time when you have, like instagram is nightmare. 
they won't like even verify me, but I'm verified on Facebook and Twitter, but hey, who cares, you know? Last thing, actually I did forget to ask you, well, how would you define your style of wrestling? Um, basic. Basic, okay, that's fine. So character, my- character, huh? very character, character like um, I got a really good heel character, um, really good at getting heats and stuff like that. But then as a baby face, I can like be a baby face. Like I did used to, uh, have like a really sick German suplex northern like suplex and stuff like that but I had like four injections in my spine a few months back because I've got like a back injury so I'm currently healing that and getting like rehab and stuff in between wrestling but once that's totally healed I can start doing all my cool suplexes again so then I won't be as basic I'll be the suplex queen well, whatever you do is wonderful. And you know, it's it's all wrestling, just it's always all kinds of components that make a great wrestling show. Managers, deathmatch wrestlers, high flying matches, regular awesome, great matches. Um, you know, everything. It's just there's always something for everyone, you know. I love a ballet, like I love managers on yeah. like I spent so many years balleting people and honestly, like people don't give ballets enough credit, especially like there's so many like guys who were like brand new and I'd ballet them and I'd get their heat for them so that's one thing less they wouldn't have to worry about and then I'd know their match if something was happening I could communicate with the ref or communicate like you know what I mean like people don't see that as managers like there's so much like like, ballets really set the tone for matches I feel like I call them ballets but yeah you call managers but yeah, yeah like they really set the tone like they're like I think they're amazing to have on shows yeah, it really is. And it's a whole thing of ring psychology. And like we have a faction. So it's like four people ring. It's three people outside of the ring, one person in the ring. But yeah, yeah. you have to get the heat for them. And we do, you know, as best as we could. And when you have all these like chains of communication, it's just this whole other dynamic you're dealing with. So sometimes you just got to go with it. But you don't want to surprise anyone either if you hit them with a chair, because that's not very nice. <laughs> it makes life so much more easy, I think, having a ballet. So make sure whoever, I don't know who the page three person is, but yeah, just that is one of the aspirations like here today. So it has to happen somehow or another. I'd love to be on page three or in a lad's mag or something, you know, like just something published. Like if you like never done Playboy or nothing. Me? Yeah, I've done European Playboy. I've done Brazilian Playboy. I was in the book of lingerie. I've been a bunch of, like I've done. That's amazing to do Playboy. I did FHM. Yeah so many girls when it like that's mean like how are you not on page three if you've done all that like that's amazing maybe because i don't know like i feel as though yeah whoever the hell you know screw this i'm gonna go look it up and i'm gonna die you know what I, i'm gonna like harass them until they have a yeah yeah i didn't just say there's i want to be on page three yeah there's loads but of different companies was on page three you know yeah put me on page three we want to <laughs> be on page three and that's it case closed but yeah. um Sit tight after we're done. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. And do not forget to vouch for us to get on page three. But most importantly, follow Nadia Sapphire. And hopefully, uh, you know, some more promotions bring you over to the States and fans get to meet you or, or some conventions. It'll be awesome. Oh, thank you so much. You're so lush. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying the ride on Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair podcast. So if you are, do me a huge, huge favor. Woo! Please go ahead. Go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, but Apple's great. 
give me a nice rating and review, send me a screenshot, and I promise you, I will send you a special goodie bag. So please rate and review Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair podcast. And in exchange for that, once I see the DM with the review and your name and address, I will get those gift bags out to you. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. (laughs) 